Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Deuteronomy chapters 32 through 34. Rabbit Trails And just like that, we finish up not only the book of Deuteronomy, but the foundational books of Scripture. Our foundation is in place, and now it's time to add on floors. Important note, these foundations of Scripture are the straight edge by which all other books line up. When we disconnect the first or second floor or even the attic from the foundation of the house, it cannot support itself. It is the same with Scripture. The good news is that nothing we will read for the remainder of our Bible contradicts Scripture, so long as we have our foundation in place. In fact, once we get to what is known as the New Testament, we will see our Messiah and the Apostles dedicating their lives to teaching from these books. As we exit the first five books of the Bible, I want you to understand that for centuries, those books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, have been referred to as the Torah by Hebrews and by Yahweh, and the Greek word for these books is the Pentateuch. I want you to know these terms so that if you hear either of them, you don't mistakenly think they're referring to some book outside of the Bible. I confess that I used to think that myself. Torah and Pentateuch are simply names for the first five books of the Bible, the foundational books of Scripture and of our God. As Moses finalizes his life today, he issues warnings, hope, and the open path to redemption for Yahweh's beloved Israel when they fall short. These words are very important and the wisdom therein applicable to our lives and situation today. I want to highlight a few verses for you. Deuteronomy 32, verses 46 through 47. He said to them, Take to heart all the words which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children, that you may be careful to do all the words of this law, for it is no empty word for you but your very life. And by this word, you shall live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. The first time I really read that and actually saw what was being said, I was left stunned that I had never seen or heard those words before. Take these words to heart, for they are not empty words for us. Deuteronomy 33:29 Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by Yahweh, the shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. Whoo! I can't read that verse without rejoicing from my head to my soul. At the end of Deuteronomy, Yahweh himself takes and buries Moses in an undisclosed place. We are told that Moses passed on in good health full vigor, and with his eyes undimmed at the age of 120. The exact age Yahweh determined to be the ideal human lifespan, perhaps, in Genesis 6-3. 
Deuteronomy 34.7 reads, Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And Deuteronomy 34.9-12 reads, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as Yahweh had commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom Yahweh knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders of Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. Goodness, what a statement to be made about someone. There's no need for fiction in our lives when we have these epic, true stories of our beloved Father and His people. It's hard to peel ourselves away once we really start reading it. I was talking with some friends about how we tend to see Moses not getting to see the promised land as sad and unfair, but notice how it's simply accepted by Moses here at the end. He had worked hard, fought hard, and led these people with all that he had and then some. He had witnessed the hand of Yahweh and had spoken face-to-face, as the idiom states, with Yahweh. In this final book, he has carefully trained Joshua and reminded the nation of Israel of all that had been taught to them throughout the generations. I think he was ready and to pass on from this life in the full shalom and assurance of Yahweh. The fact that the father took him before his health declined while still in the fullness of his vigor looks to me as another blessing. Praises to our father. His wisdom is infinite. His character, unchanging. His grace poured out on us day to day. May the father cause us to follow after him with all of our heart, mind, and soul. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.